Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 196 of the Girl Means Business podcast. We have officially reached the end of 2022, which is a little bittersweet. It's been a really good year, but I am really excited for what's to come in 2023. And we wrap up every year. The last week here on the podcast is always my favorite episode because it's the best of episode. It's when I take the 10 best episodes from the year, whether they are my favorite episodes, your favorite episodes, the ones that have received the most downloads or the ones that I received the most feedback on. And it's just a fun recap of all the things we've done in this past year. And if you're brand new to the podcast, this is a perfect place to start because you're going to get sort of an overview of what the Girl Means Business podcast is all about. And if you've been here for a while and you've listened to these episodes, This is a great way to go, oh yeah, I wanted to go back and listen to that one again because there were so many great tips and gems in that episode or I really loved that guest that she had on. And so for that reason, this is always, always my favorite episode of the entire year. And so I'm excited to dive into our 10 episodes. If you are wanting to listen to the full episodes of anything you hear on this recap episode, um, how many times are you going to say episode in one one episode. Let's turn this into like a drinking game or something. I don't know. Have fun with it. But um, needless to say, if you want to listen to the full episode of any of these clips you hear today, I will have those linked down in the show notes. So you can quickly and easily just scroll down, click on it. It'll take you directly to that episode. Because I will be sharing 10 clips inside of this show today, there's, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. I cannot wait to share with you 10 of my favorite episodes from this year. All right, we're going to start with episode 148, which was five things I would do if I was starting over in my business. This is one that was overwhelmingly one of the top episodes of this year for good reason. It's a great episode, tons and tons of value. So here's a quick quick clip listening to episode 148. If I chose to start something completely new, which I, I really did when I started the Girl Means Business brand, pivoting from or branching off of my photography business, what would I want to start with? Like, what are the things that I would really want to focus in on so that I could make sure I started my business off on the right foot? Because building my photography business took years of learning and failing and succeeding and failing again and succeeding again. And so now that I have that knowledge, and now that I've done it a second time with the Girl Means Business brand and the things I've learned from that, what would I really put my time and attention into? Because if you are listening to this and you're getting ready to start a business or you're feeling like your business is kind of at a standstill and you need that kind of that focus and that path to follow, then these are the things that I would definitely and highly recommend. So we're going to go over five things today that I feel like are sort of the five foundational pieces 
for really getting your business off on a good start. So let's look at what those five things are. So we're going to go over five different things that I would do. However, these first two kind of go hand in hand. So I'm going to talk about them together. And the first one is I would figure out who my ideal client is. And the second one, number two, would be to really define my niche. Now, these are things you've heard me talk about on the podcast before. They have things I've talked about on social media. So let's kind of really look at why these are the first two things I would do in my business. Up next is episode 156, Infusing Your Business with a Dose of Personality with Aaron Deal. So this episode was one of my personal favorites because I love getting to meet these incredible guests that we have on the show. And Aaron was the like epitome of a fun, outgoing, like super awesome interview, someone that we just immediately hit it off, immediately connected. And I knew from the get-go it was going to be a really, really awesome interview. And she delivered on all fronts. So for that reason and the fact that there are such great tips and information in this episode, it definitely made the top 10 list for this year. And I will say a couple of things. One, I really started to lean into this notion that it's much easier to just be yourself than it is to try and be somebody you're not. There was the period when, and I call myself a failfluencer for a reason, okay? So one of the biggest tenets of improv is there are no mistakes, only gifts. When the pandemic hit and my business was completely in person and we were in person, like I'm talking about the only thing we did was in person. I said to myself, how in the world am I going to connect with my clients or the people that we work with? So I, I leaned into social. I turned my what was private Instagram public, okay, which was a big deal for me. And pun intended, my dog, I have an eight pound toy poodle, which you know, named big deal. That's what my Instagram was, pictures of my dog and my <laughs> tiny baby human. And I said, I'm going to lean into this. And the first picture I posted was a picture of me crying. And I changed my handle to keeping it real deal, pun again on my last name, and said, I'm going to keep it 100 and show up and just tell people what it's like right now as a business owner going through this crazy crisis. Episode number three on the list for the best of 2022 is a more recent episode. It's 188 Passive Income Ideas with Jessica Stansberry. This was an episode that I had really had in my mind for a long time. I've followed Jessica for a really long time. If you listen to the full episode, you'll hear kind of how I found her and what it is I love about her so much. And when she agreed to be on the show, I was so excited. And I was like, okay, this is also a topic that we have not talked about a lot here on the podcast. I've mentioned it in random like passing and other episodes, but I really wanted to dive into this idea of passive income, what it means, how to create it, how to add it into your business. And so she brought it and she shared so many gems with us. And so here's a little clip of our conversation. And one of the things you talk a lot about, about a lot is like passive income and ways people can kind of think outside the box a little bit, not mm-hmm. having just one path of way that you're having income. And I have been doing this sort of for years now. I do a lot of like, I sell stock photography. I've sold, you know, like digital products, things like that, a lot of affiliate yeah. stuff. But I want to kind of dive into some of the things that you talk about and like the different streams of income that people can have, the different passive incomes. But I want to start with the question of what is passive income? Because I think people hear that 
And the vision we get is like this influencer on a beach somewhere talking about how she's making millions of dollars while she travels the world. And that's not exactly what the reality of it is. So can you kind of clarify, like, what is passive income? Totally. And I completely agree. Like a lot of people are like, oh, like that's, I think I call it the dude bro explanation of affiliate marketing. Cause there's like these guys who are like, yeah, like I made $14 million last year and I worked like, you know, one day a week, you know, and it's like, no, you didn't like, no, you didn't yeah. like that. And, and, and you, I bought the jet, you know, like no, yeah. and that's like bullcrap in most people's lifestyle isn't that they're going and buying a jet, you know, like, yeah. so it's ridiculous. But, um, essentially to me, And what I like to tell people is, first of all, passive income is not passive. It's just more passive than what we would consider active income. And generally, passive income comes down to the fact that you are doing the work before the sale and then creating things or selling things or, you know, promoting in some way where something can be sold over and over again. So you're doing work up front rather than after. So think of a business like photography, right? Like if somebody books a session with you, all the work comes after that. Like everything comes after that. And you can't replicate that. Like if someone, you know, if Susie over here books a service with you, books a photography session with you, it's not like that one photography session is the same for everybody who books. You literally have to go out and put the hours in for every person that books. And with passive income, it's front-loaded. So it's, you know, I have put in the work to do the stock photography, you know, and then I can put it up for sale. And now Susie and Bob and Jill and Sarah can all buy the same stock photography. I did the work up front, but there's no work after the sale. Up next is episode 166, The Selling Staircase with Nikki Rausch. This was a huge listener favorite. This was the episode that had a ton of downloads, not only here on the podcast platforms, but I repurposed all of my podcasts into YouTube videos. Now, they're just static images with the audio playing, so they don't get a ton of listens or views, I guess. But this episode has received more views on YouTube than almost any other video I've put on YouTube so far. And so clearly that tells me that you, the listener, are very interested in learning more about sales and the sales process, which we'll be diving into a lot more in 2023 and I'm very excited about. But for now, let's check out this clip with my good friend, Nikki, sharing with us her selling staircase strategy. Looking at your job as sales is to issue invitations your job is to not decide for anybody. Your job is to make it easy to put a decision in front of them and allow for them to choose. And now it takes the pressure off and you stop worrying about what are they thinking about me? Are they, you know, do they think I'm being pushy? Do they think I'm being too aggressive? You know, should I have said this? Should I have said that? Like it takes all that pressure off because now you're just focused on the other person and making it easy for them. And gosh, the conversation gets simple. The other person is happy to have had the conversation with you, even if they decline your offer or more than likely, if you make it easy for them, they're probably going to hire you. You'll be the person they want to work with and you'll be the person they want to work with over and over and over again, because every time they're around you, they can tell it's relationship first, you build rapport and you just make it easy. Number five on the best of list is episode 170, email marketing tips with Katie Gunther. In this episode, Katie, who is the email queen, and you guys all know how much I love 
using email marketing in my business. I look to Katie for tons of great tips and advice. And in this episode, she really helps us to simplify email marketing because it can feel very overwhelming and daunting. There's a lot to it, but she really breaks it down and helps us to create a simple plan for email marketing. So let's check out our conversation. And so I know that you have some really great tips and I I think the whole purpose of this episode is to simplify our email marketing. So let's even make it a little bit broader as opposed to just what do I say in those emails, but -hmm. what are some ways that we can simplify the idea of sending out emails to our list? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to create a lead magnet, get a list, build it up, but then there's all these people sitting on your list and if you just kind of abandon them. Right. It's not good. It's not helping you grow your business. So what are some ways we can kind of simplify this process so that it isn't just one more thing on our to-do list? Right. And I think one thing that we've talked about in the past, so your audience is probably familiar with it, is like the content pillars or content buckets, right? Yes. So it's like having those things that you are totally comfortable talking about, like you like talking about it. So if you have three content buckets that you're constantly pulling from, and let's say one of them is I don't know, pets, that like, if you don't know what to write, go to your content buckets and be like, okay, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not really feeling that. Okay. Pets sounds good. I can tell a story about um, taking my dog to the dog park. It doesn't have to always be super honed in on what you sell or what you, or what you offer. Um, It can be more personal, like your social media is. So if you're posting on Instagram, you're doing your posts, your reels, your stories, whatever. And some of those are going to be about the product you're selling, the service that you're offering. But sometimes it's going to be like, oh my God, we had the craziest, busiest weekend. That kind of content is totally okay to put in your email. Again, it builds that no like, and trust. So thinking outside the box a little bit and not being afraid to um, get too, um, not too personal, but too casual or too simple, like, You could totally send an email to your audience saying, um, you know, I took my dog to the dog park and this funny thing happened. Here's a picture. I wouldn't recommend that all the time, but just saying like, if you don't know what to write, don't overthink it. Just get something out. If you were just listening to that clip and it reminded you, yeah, I want to start an email list. I've had it on my to-do list forever. I'm going to call it right now. 2023 is the year of email marketing. And I want to help all of you create the most incredible marketing system for your business through email marketing. To help you do that, I've created an entire program that is like the complete email marketing program that you need for your business. So not only will it help you to launch and build and grow your email list, but it will help meet your needs wherever you are in the list building process. So if you are brand new, you've never even like thought about an email list before, then it's going to help walk you through all the steps to completely get it set up. If you've started an email list and it's just kind of fallen to the wayside, you haven't touched it in years, then this is going to help you really revitalize it, put a lot more energy back into your list and help you to grow your audience so that you always have this audience to go to, this group of people that are ready to hear from you and ready to buy from you. If you've been doing email marketing for a little while and you just need a little revitalization, this is going to help you do that. It comes with everything you need to know, including templates, resources, tutorials, video trainings, workbooks, 
all the things. I mean, I threw everything I knew how to put into this course inside of this course. So head over to girlmeansbusiness.com slash inbox. It is linked down in the show notes to check it out. And let's make 2023 the year for email marketing in your business. We are halfway through our best of episode. And if you are loving these clips so far, just remember you can listen to them all in their entirety by scrolling down to the show notes and clicking on the episode that you want to listen to. It will directly take you directly to the full episode page. All right, let's jump into episode number six, which is episode 181, Become a Content Queen with Ashley Ann Jones. Now, you've heard me say it before. If you are a business owner, then you need to be a content creator. And Ashley is the queen when it comes to creating content. She has been doing it for years and she does it so well. So I could not wait to have her on and share all of her value and her tips with you. So let's check out what she had to say in this quick clip. Are on a content creator. Like Mm -hmm. all of us need to be content creators if we want our business to grow. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Like tell us a little bit about what content and content creation means to you and why it's so important for business owners to be focusing on that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you have been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Everyone is a content creator because people get anxiety. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to post. And I'm like, post everything, right? Yeah. Um, everything that you're doing is content. Somebody wants to see it. They want to experience it. They always wondered how that works behind the scenes. And it's also an opportunity for you to establish yourself as a resource. Um, and I really think that being established as a resource is more important than being established as an expert, right? Everyone's like, be an expert in this, be an expert in that. And that gives people a lot of imposter syndrome and FOMO. Like, you don't have to be an expert. You want to be a resource, right? So whether it's from skincare or being an awesome mom to, you know what I mean, how to grow your own vegetables, like, it doesn't matter. You're just going to be a resource. I'm here to provide information. And also there are these things that are called curation pages, right? Curation accounts. You don't necessarily have to have that skill set. You don't have to do it. You just need to have an interest in it. And you go and you collect all the information about that particular thing, right? And again, it goes back to being a resource. So when we get into content, there's two types, you know, that are really going to help you 
build up a following and that are going to help you convert a follower into a buyer. Um, and that is relational based content and value based content. And I, I do want to say something before I get too far down the rabbit hole. Don't be super obsessed with your amount of followers, right? Slow is sustainable. Up next is one of our business besties episodes, episode 184. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. This, I mean, the business bestie episodes are always a good time. Don't get me wrong. But this one was absolutely so much fun because we got to record it in person. Katie came here to Dallas for podcast movement and we were able to record an episode or two together. It was such a great time. And this episode came out of a conversation that she and I had just over lunch one day. And we were talking about just the fact that, you know, social media can be so discouraging at times. And you have to remind yourself that what we see, the shiny, pretty parts are not always the reality. And we knew that if that was something that we needed a reminder of, that our audience probably needed a reminder of as well. So take a listen to episode 184. Or, you know, you've heard this one. It's like, don't believe everything you read on the internet. But I also want to take it into social media and the idea that it is a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. You are seeing what people want you to see. Yes. You are not seeing the things that go on behind the scenes. And as business owners, and as we're helping guide you, the listener, through this idea of building your business, we don't want you to get caught up into the idea that like, oh my gosh, this person has 30,000 followers or 12,000 followers or even 5,000 followers when you're first getting started and going, they have to be doing something that I'm not seeing to make this magic happen and comparing yourself to them and going, well, I'm not there, so I must be doing something wrong because the reality is they started the same place you did, which is zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. And, and it can be hard not to do the comparison game. I, um, full, you know, here, full transparency. I had to unfollow a lot of people that were, you know, the, the three, four, 10 steps ahead of me on social media, because I was looking at what they were doing. I'm like, gosh, why, why do they have so many, you know, followers or, or why, why, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting the reach? Why am I not getting the impressions? Why am I not getting the likes? But exactly with what you said, Kendra, is it's it's we're seeing other people's highlight reels. We haven't seen the failed launches. No one wants to remember that. You know, when you launch something and only two people signed up, no one wants to see that. Um, it, you want to forget about it and, and grow and change. But you're only seeing the stuff that's worked for them. Up next is episode 185, Instagram Strategies with Jen Herman. Now, Instagram Strategies is always a huge hit with the listeners because everybody wants to know how to get better at Instagram or social media in general. And I met Jen through my business bestie, Katie, and I knew I needed to have her on the podcast because she has got not only some incredible knowledge, but I love her perspective on how she kind of comes at social media and does it in a way that feels true and authentic to her she is like, I'm not going to play by the rules they want me to play by. I'm going to play by the rules that my audience wants from me. And that is one of the things I admire about her so much. And I loved having her on the show. So let's take a listen. With, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit with all the Instagram stuff is everybody's pushing video, video, video. Yeah. 
you mentioned you were like, I've built an audience of people who want to read these longer captions, these blog posts. Those people are still out there. And so if you are creating that content, you're going to find those people. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's the key, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we can't please everybody. You cannot like, I am not for everybody. I am not everybody's cup of tea. Let me tell you that. Okay. A lot of people love me. A lot of people don't, but I'm not trying to please the people who aren't my people. Like I'm not here to make them happy or impress them. I'm here to put out my content, my way. And that attracts my tribe. The people who learn the way that I teach, the people who learn the way I create content or consume the way I create content, they're the ones that are going to flock to me. And the other ones will get what they get out of it, or they will go find somebody else. And that's okay. There, It's a big enough C for all of us. Exactly. Absolutely. That's like business lesson, like right there. One right? Like, just <laughs> You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's totally fine. All right. We are down to our last two episodes and up next is episode 190, creating your first course with Melissa Guller. This is another recent episode, but I loved it so much. And I was one of those episodes where I was like, why have we not talked about this more on the podcast? Why is it taking me almost 200 episodes to have someone on to talk about course creation? Because it's such a big part of making money online. And I know a lot of you are thinking, I would love to have an online course. I would love to create a digital course of some kind. I just don't know how, or I don't know that I am ready for that. And Melissa breaks down not only all the steps to create a course, but how to get your mindset in the right space so that you truly believe you are worthy of creating this course, creating something people really want and being able to sell it. So let's take a listen. Again, kind of going along the idea of sort of roadblocks that people come up with in their mind is they might, we'll use the Photoshop example and kind of run with that one, is that someone who is like, okay, I am really good with Photoshop. I'm great at creating these kind of artistic images out of ordinary photos and using my Photoshop skills, but there's so many people that already teach that. So why should I kind of throw myself in the ring when there's already so many people who are quote unquote better or further along than us? So how can we kind of break that mindset as well? It's definitely something I hear all the time. And I think it's a great question. The counterintuitive truth is that the more competition you see, the more that validates demand that this idea is profitable. Because if somebody is willing to pay for somebody else's Photoshop course, that is a little indicator, I call them profit indicators, that somebody would be interested in paying for yours as well. And often the best course ideas that you have are the ones that have already been done. And the way that you'll stand out is not by having this brand new topic that no one's ever done before. It's just by having your unique approach to that topic, or potentially it's for a slightly different audience or a more niche audience. But even in the world of course creation, photography, there are so many courses on all of these areas, and that's a good sign. It shows people are interested in reaching that outcome. So I know it's kind of tough. And I will say as maybe more of like a mindset recommendation, I don't follow my direct competitors. There are a couple of times throughout the year where I'll do intentional research, but I don't think it does any of us any good to compare ourselves to what a direct competitor is doing in the marketplace. So I would say, find them, acknowledge them, bookmark them for sometimes, but don't spend too much time looking at them. But it is definitely a good sign. It shows there's demand for your idea. Last but certainly not least is episode 186, Productivity Tips with Chelsea Newmeyer. 
this was one of those episodes where I was interviewing her and asking questions, but I was putting myself into the position of learner and student because this is an area that I know I need to improve on and that I can improve on. As a mom working from home most of the time, who's easily distracted, who has kids in the house throughout the days off and on, I know that I need to be better about making use of the time that I have. And that's exactly what Chelsea helps us do in this episode. And the great thing about it is she goes about it in a very practical way because she has been given very non-practical advice in the past and she's been able to say, you know what? That doesn't work. I'm going to create a way in a system that does work. And she's done that and she is sharing her tips with us in this clip. So let's take a listen. Again, some of the productivity advice out there, I think, or things that we hear or see a lot on Instagram, especially if you're following a lot of similar business accounts, is all about outsourcing or, um, you know, again, this, this advice that doesn't necessarily match. And so I think with solopreneurs, they don't necessarily have the resources yet just to start outsourcing everything that they have to do. And as people, as solopreneurs, as even the small teams, maybe you do have a virtual assistant, there's a lot we have to do. There's social media management, there's the actual client work, there's backend finances, right? There's all of these things that are kind of swirling in our head at any given time. And so recognizing that solopreneurs have to, we have to be making sure that we're working on the right thing at the right time. That's really how I define productivity is making sure that you're doing the thing that's going to get you closest to your goals, right? What are the most important things? And, you know, I was laughing a little bit when you're talking about the color coding and everything, because it's also what's fun for me is to get to listen to everybody's different life, the different things that they're working on in their business and craft and help them create a schedule that not only helps them excel, but also teach them the skills so that when crap hits the fan, you can adjust accordingly. Like you can, you have the skills and the tools you need to reschedule, reshuffle, retool, and trust yourself that you're going to be able to jump right back into what you need to be doing. All right, friends, that wraps up our best of episode for 2022, and it brings 2022 to a close. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please go click the show notes down below and take a listen to any of the episodes you want to revisit in their entirety. And I also hope you're having an incredible holiday season, that you're spending time with family, with friends, that you are getting to relax and reset so that you can dive into 2023 completely excited and ready to take your business to the next level. Just know I'm always here for you if you have questions. If you need anything, you can head over to Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM. Ask me questions. Let me know what you thought of these episodes, if there's anything else you want to hear coming up in 2023, or if there's any other way that we can work together. Have a wonderful new year, and I will see you in 2023.